The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya, and uh, it's great to be back. We missed last week. We had some technical issues, and we also had some physical issues because you were kind of sick last week. Under the weather. And then I got what That's you got. I lost my voice. You did. It's, it was scary, man. <laughs> it was really scary, but I'm glad to be back. But you sound great. Well, thank you. Maybe a little lower now, <laughs> okay. um, which is always good. Okay, so um, there's a lot of stuff going on in the markets, but um, and we'll get to some of the headlines from the week, but I think one of the biggest headlines was actually the physical market, the physical gold and silver market. Let's get into the supply-demand because there's been some crazy um, things happening right now, which, as I like to say, belie the price. People often want to gather information by looking at the price but we can't do that anymore the price doesn't tell you what's happening in the physical supply side of the market so for example um and jerry you could probably give us the better details but just today friday as we taped the show premiums went up on certain products right Mm -hmm. which products were they yeah so a couple weeks back we noticed price Premiums on smaller increments, smaller silver items, coins, 10-ounce bars starting to move up. So we took it with a grain of salt because we have to see that reflect on the bigger bars, 100-ounce bars, 1,000-ounce bars. If premiums start to go up on those, these bigger items, then we have a a supply problem. We have a a crunch uh, due to demand, and the wholesalers are not getting it fast enough. As a result, um, we're seeing delivery delays now. Um, warnings of product maybe not available until end of November. Um, we do have inventory, which is good, um, but forward thinking now, forward looking, we don't know exactly how long we will have supply for. We're seeing a lot more demand coming in from larger investors, people who are putting in, you know, proceeds of selling a home, for example, and that can really wipe out supply. Well, let's and and let's just toggle back, toggle over to. Uh, the COMEX for a minute, because that starts to give you a better sense of what's also happening in the retail side. But the COMEX just breached, I think, a a record. I think they're below 35 million ounces. So over 100 million ounces plus have come off that exchange over the year. That's a crazy amount to lose out of the blue off an exchange, isn't Mm -hmm. it? And that is, it's remarkable. It is spectacular demand. And we have to look at where is this demand coming from? Is it the producers of items? We know that silver is going into almost every single industry. Is it producers? We know that uh, silverware and jewelry has a lot to do. Uh, it you know, takes a lot of the demand from the supply side. The Istanbul Jewelry Exchange had, um, had their conference and demand and, and uh, attendees were up like 25% just finding out what's going on in the market. Uh, but we know we're seeing that countries now are getting involved. So it's not just the everyday investor that is getting involved. Yes, it is. It has gone up threefold for us. Uh, but it's now the countries that are getting involved. Um, I brought a, st- a statistic from Metals Focus. So, so this is part of that challenge to the U.S. dollar hegemony yeah. of China, India, Russia challenging the U.S. dollar, which is strong right now, but. 
Uh, and we'll talk about that later because it's not really that strong, uh, but just we're kind of one of those things we're, we're rolling through on the charts. But they are now challenging the um, to a multipolar world, and they want to, they want to have a, a seat at the table for the currency system. Rightfully so. If we look at the two different pol- the, the two different sides here, we have the legacy exchange being the the Comex and London Comex out of New York and London. They represent less than six percent of all gold and silver activity globally, whether it be from mining, melting, smelting, minting, trading, and vaulting. Less than six. That's crazy because they they represent they the spot are price. the spot price. They have this privilege since the 70s of giving us this paper fictitious vaporware spot price. Whereas in fact, the East, made up of the former Soviet bloc, India, China, they represent 66%. So rightfully so. If you have influence of any market, you should have that privilege of giving the price for that asset. In this case, it's silver and gold. They're doing all the work. Well, I, you know, before we go on with this discussion, I, I want to make it clear that, and the reason why we're talking about this is because all markets are distorted. When you had low interest rates and money printing going crazy, you're going to get market distortions. And one of the things that I've, the premise that I've always worked off of is if you have a printing press in your backyard, the, the linchpin to that is, is real assets. You don't want people getting into real assets and because you want people using your dollars. It's your machine and you want people on your machine. <clears throat> so when we get into physical metals, we are taking away that counterparty risk and we're moving away from that system. And they don't want you to be in that system because they know that gold has is real value. Why? Because they're the magicians. They're the wizards with the printing press. And so one thing they will absolutely do and take advantage of, and I'm not saying this is the only reason, but I'm saying this is a big, big part of it. Nobody buys at the bottom. Very few people will buy at the bottom. Everyone likes to buy high. Mm-hmm. I know you're supposed to buy low, sell high. That's not what really happens in the world. People buy on momentum. They want to see it. I always say seeing is believing. And once you see $50 silver, you'll believe that it can go to $50. Mm-hmm. Of course, you've missed the whole move from $20 to 50 mm-hmm. So I think that's part of the game. Keep the price low so people don't get involved. But that's not happening anymore. You're, you know, This goes along with the whole... How many policies do they keep shooting themselves in the foot with? This seems to be a shoot-yourself-in-the-foot policy of trying to suppress the price of gold and silver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And So know, that's the opportunity, I'm saying. 100%. This is the opportunity here to try to access the, the market in physical precious metals. Going back to supply, you cannot time this market. You can time other asset classes. You can time other trades, crypto, for example. But this is a deliveries market. You want to be able to get your hands on the physical because gold and silver are your wealth insurance policies. And right now, the only headwind that has pushed metals down is this spot price, is the US dollar index that's moving up because an algorithm that is programmed to um, chase correlations, it's an old program that's bumping up US dollar because of rate hikes. And as a result, it's pushing the gold and silver price down. The price is this gauge. It's this fictitious um, symbol uh, of of demand, but it's not. It's just like inflation. We're being told that inflation is 7-8%, but the, 
the cost of every single item in the basket of CPI is moving up. Despite okay, gas and oil went down a bit. We saw that the they let go of the oil, strategic oil reserves. But they have in the U.S. they they, they have a few months left yeah. of diesel, or it's about a year. Well, this they hope a, they get to the midterms, I guess. But you know, look, yeah, you it, with inflation, you get the negative real return. Right or negative real rate, I should say. If they're saying it's at eight percent and it's really at sixteen, that's a negative real rate of minus eight percent. So you're losing, right? So that that's on that side. Let's continue with this. Let's go into some. Uh, sorry, I sorry to interrupt you, Jerry. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Well, this uh, just this past week, Metals Focus. It's a Precious Metals Weekly that comes out. And it talked about the Istanbul Jewelry Show that saw um, record highs in attendance. And it also reported what India is doing. Now, we know that India launched the Indian Bullion Exchange. And if we look at this, this uh, trifecta of union members in the East, we have India, China, and Russia. Russia all doing one-to-one -one precious metals, gold and silver. No certificates, no futures. They're doing one-to-one. -one. Gold the Shanghai Gold Exchange, obviously gold-based, Moscow, gold, but we're seeing India heavily involved in silver. So this is the union here of gold and silver and what India has done. In September, India imported 1,706 tons of silver in September alone, up 163% year over year, surpassing all previous September import levels on record what does 1,706 tons represent? 54,849,175 million tons of troy ounce silver. So when India is taking delivery of over 50 million ounces of silver in a year where the comics has blown off over 100 million, one could speculate that almost half of the of the deliver deliveries from the COMEX went to India. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You could say that. According to You don't statistic, know for sure, but just looking at the numbers. Just looking at the numbers, and the, these numbers don't lie. We know that India has, has favored the silver market for a long time. You can research this. This is data that is public, and we know that the imports are on. The arbitrage is on. The prices in Russia and China are higher, about $100 higher on gold. So this sets up an opportunity to buy in North America, to buy in London, and ship it over and sell it at a $100, $100 price increase to make that commercial, to make your business $100 profit per ounce. Whoa. So this is how you exacerbate and you accelerate the drain from the COMEX. The COMEX has a few months left of, of gold, Jeremy. At, silver, this, at this rate. At this rate of demand and supply. So if we keep losing, if they keep losing, not we. Not I'm us. not going to be a sympathizer. I'm a loser. Um, <laughs> yeah. If they keep draining the, at the pace they've been draining all year, a couple more months, they are completely out. In the meantime, premiums in the physical market and the retail side continue to go up. We've, there are certain products that we haven't been able to order. Flat out, cannot place those orders. Um, other products we're being told are going to take six weeks out. And the, the market is just getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And this kind of goes to one of my worst fears for you know those who have been listening for a long time, that when this market takes off and people want to get involved in the market, there won't be any product available. In the meantime, biggest transfer of wealth in history. 
This is what we're going to talk about in the next segment. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. It's all about physical assets. If you can't hold it, you don't own it. It's The Real Money Show on AM640. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website, guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya. It's been... Um, a uh, crazy year in the precious metals market. Last segment, we were just talking about the drawdown in inventories and how over a hundred million plus have left the major exchanges. And in the meantime, India has imported over 50 million ounces of silver. And I truly believe that it's going to be uh, a wealth transfer. We saw the wealth transfer happen in 1980. There was, we also saw a ton of money made in 2011 uh, let's get into some of the headlines, um, which I think will dovetail nicely in, back into where we are in the precious metals market with the delivery issues, supply issues, and just what type of incredible opportunity we're being given right now. Um, and the whole point of that is, don't be frustrated. Hang on, little tomato. This, this year, the market may have been down. Have a five-year outlook because things can change in a New York minute. And we'll talk about the Fed and their pivots, and it's going to be a, a wild ride. So there's lots to be very, very positive about. Now, the first one. Okay, the Bank of Canada raised key lending, as everybody knows, 50 basis points, um, and they bring it to 3.75%, uh, which, by the way, is, is super low, historically speaking. But if you're if you're got a lot of debt, then it's an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, in its statement, the bank said interest rates will need to rise further to control inflation, but the future, but that future increases will be influenced by our assessment of how tighter monetary policy is working to slow demand, how supply challenges are re- resolving, and how inflation and inflation expectations are responding. So they're going to be info-dependent. And basically, in my mind, Jerry... I'd love to hear your quick comments on this. Sounds like they're getting ready for the backpedal. Um, I would say we just passed the city limits of Pivotville, um, and the Bank of Canada has definitely blinked here. Because yeah. they, they seem the the talk is, okay, we're going to be info-dependent. We're not going to be so gung-ho on this. And, you know, by the way, there's going to be a recession next year. But we're still raising rates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're seeing this trend here with uh, central bank talk and Bank of Canada included. Uh, the expectations was to have was to actually to see seventy five basis points. So it came in under under the anticipated at fifty basis points. But you know, right after that, very hawkish, of course, because that's what they have to do. They have to sound hawkish with their verbiage and speeches that they're going to continue at the pace. Um, that if we if we don't do enough, Tiff says, Tiff Macklin, Bank of Canada governor, if we don't do enough, Canadians will continue to endure the hardship of high inflation and they will come to expect persistently high inflation, which will require much higher interest rates and potential a severe recession to control inflation. Nobody wants that, Jeremy. Well, I don't I don't believe that. I don't think they've got any credibility if you ask me. But um, Absolutely not. You know, as uh, Nouriel Roubini this week on yeah. Bloomberg talked about an imminent dollar crash amongst a whole bunch of other things he was talking about. But um, he he also said that the Fed is going to wimp out on the inflation fight. 
So I think that the talk at the Bank of Canada starts to lay the red carpet open for the Fed to start doing their s softer talk. <clears throat> and when you look around the world, a couple cases in point, um, this week Japan unveils $200 billion in fiscal stimulus to fight, guess what, inflation. They will do more QE to fight the adverse effects of QE. Guess what? You can hear me now or you can listen to me later. It is over. Mm -hmm. The dollars are over. The currencies are over. You printed all the money and now you're doing everything possible to keep that that ball in the air and, and f floated. Uh, you know, whether you're propping up a, a bond market like they just did in England, by the way, they, they pivoted. Um, or providing liquidity to the banks, or literally mailing checks to people, mm -hmm. or Ben Bernanke's helicopter money. The th at the end of the day, it's over. The currency's over. When you're fighting inflation with more money creation, you've you've hit it. <laughs> you've gone past the point of no return, and we've known that that point of no return was was long past. So that's it. No more kicking the can. Mm -hmm. Can't kick it any further. It's gone off the cliff. It's over. Mathematically, it's over. You've passed the Rubicon. Done. Done. If you can't figure that out and you want to stick in, stay in currencies. Or anything denominated a currency. That's right. All the best to you. Chase that yield. Chase it all day long. And I'm not saying there isn't things to chase. Sure, there's things making money. But you better understand that these currencies have a very, very limited lifespan from here on in. I, I would say, ostensibly, they jump the shark. Mm-hmm. Well, with the U.S. dollar going back to Noriel. You might be too Noriel. young to know that term, actually. Probably. <laughs> so Noriel, he talks about the U.S. dollar. And the big the big event uh, over the past two weeks was OPEC. You had Saudi Arabia had their oil conference, and the U.S. was not invited. And that's, that's massive because the petrodollar relied on the protection, uh, or, or Saudi relied on the, the, the Navy protection of the U.S. in order to have the you know, uh, oil priced in U.S. dollars, this petrodollar system, it's no more. That is literally a nail in the coffin for U.S. reserve currency status. It's not being used globally anymore for global trade, any big volume anymore. Um, emerging markets had to pivot away from the U.S. dollar usage. It's just become too expensive. So, you know, with the Federal Reserve, we look at these failing central bank policies. Every policy has been an utter failure. Um, you know, the central bank that's responsible for printing money now, Jeremy, is actually losing money. The threshold for that, for them, you know, for them uh, to start losing money was 2.7%. Now, next week, they're forecasted to raise interest rates another 75 basis points. And with Canada just doing 50, who knows? If they don't do 75, if they come in with 50, the U.S., this market will reverse course rather quickly. That New York minute happens immediately with that pivot. It, it's, it's, look, it's just incredible to watch this all happen in real it time. Is. And, um, you know, there were, there were days past years ago where you just, you, you could scratch your head and say, I can't believe they can get away with all of this. But now it's happening at such a rapid rate that it's so easy to see nobody you know when inflation was at they said it was at two and it was actually at six and you had a negative real inflation rate four percent mm -hmm. people didn't notice because what's four percent on something year over year it doesn't matter but now it, you cannot avoid it and you just can't avoid the reality 
of this, mm-hmm. of the consequences of, of avoiding reality, as we've talked a lot about on the show. Let's talk about um, Red October for a second. We started off October. We said, welcome to Red October. How's that going? Well, it's definitely been a Red October for Twitter employees. <laughs> Um, and of course for Amazon and Facebook and unfortunately, or not so for, unfortunately, uh, Zuck Bucks lost a hundred billion dollars. That's crazy. But that is a pretty big red October. Now I know that that's just the tech sector <clears throat> and obviously oil has done quite well, um, recently. So the oil companies have done quite well, but, um, definitely the question becomes, you know, how much longer can you keep? Can you keep your currency in these investments? I mean, they're down, they're down crazy, like over twenty percent in some of these cases. Mm-hmm. What would you do? Would you would you take your advisor's advice and just hold on for the long term? Well, people are not. You know, the people that are coming on board, they're not getting the, the strategies um, to combat stagflation, which is a, the reality today, which is higher inflation. Inflation data came out today in the U.S., which helped to prop up the uh, the U.S. dollar index a little bit. So inflation came out hotter than anticipated, or rather in line. So inflation's on. Uh, negative growth for companies across, doesn't matter what industry this company is in, the inflation will have a hit on the bottom line. J.P. Morgan said that. J.P. Morgan shares fell 6% after the CFO lowers guidance on headwinds, including wage inflation. The wages are not keeping up with inflation. So something's going to give, and investors need to be wary of what stagflation can do to one's portfolio. And in the 70s and 80s, that lost decade, what was the asset? What were the assets that helped your one's portfolio during that time? Go to it again. Precious metals. Gold went up eight, eightfold during that time. Silver went up 11-fold. This is what you need in your portfolio. And for, as for advice, if you can get it now. If you're not given a strategy for stagflation, where all the smart money is wary about stagflation, BlackRock worried about stagflation, acquires gold for that purpose. Investors, fifty million dollar Walton purchase. This is the reason why you want to just position for the opportunity in precious metals. Yes, it's insurance, and right now you're paying about nine percent for the for the gift of gold right now. The turn is going to come, and you'll be up quite a bit, quite a bit in precious metals. It'll be explosive. Rubini actually also warned about stagflation in in his interview as well on uh, Bloomberg. Um, another red October, Credit Suisse. They admitted they suffered a bank run and breached liquidity requirements. Um, it's also unfortunately been a red October for Americans. Sixty three percent are living paycheck to paycheck. I know that. It's like 35 million plus in the states are also on food stamps. So I kind of just that kind of always makes me think a little bit about what Gerald Salente often says, which is when people have nothing left to lose, they lose it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, we'll we'll see what happens with the midterms. Maybe they'll lose it there. But you know, Jerry, in the last segment we talked about the price of silver being down. It, you know, there's no supply. It's one of these things that it feels like. I've often felt in this market that they don't want you to take this exit, that getting into physical precious metals is an off-ramp to the madness. And it is a wealth opportunity, but they don't want you taking this exit. They want to keep you here. And you could say that that feels like war being enacted against you, right? Yes. We've always said there's a war on savers. So you understand the narrative. 
Well, isn't that the same thing with the green, with their green policies? I mean, they've got a new unelected prime minister in England. The first unelected prime minister. Rishi Sunak, yep. He's got ties to the World Economic Forum. His family's got ties to the central bank digital currencies. Goldman Sachs boy, yep. Um, and they just reinstated the ban on fracking, and they want to shut down nuclear. Right Just away. like what they're doing in Germany. First so it's day. Like, it's like you enacted the, these policies that shoot yourselves in the foot. You raised the energy prices on your entire population, and now you don't want to even use alternatives like nuclear, which is right away there. So it's like you're clearly sabotaging sabotaging your own, your own people thank you yeah and i feel the same way about the precious metals i feel like they do that on purpose the difference is of course is you can it's it's a that's a, a good thing you can yeah. buy it cheap yes now if you've held it for a long time keep holding it's gonna happen you can't have these drawdowns off off the inventories these lack of physical supply the product can't drop to zero there's a cost to bring it out of the ground and if it goes too low they don't mine it anymore which means the dealers just raise their prices that much more. That's what happened. So you're going to, the, there's a physical reality to this. And we want people to be in the reality, be in the reality, because by holding real assets during a time of inflation, during a time of stagflation, these are limited supply assets in a world where the money system is going absolutely hog wild, crazy nuts. They're going to print. Mm -hmm. They'll probably print more in the next year than they did during COVID just to try to stave off inflation. It's going to be right. ridiculous. So you've got to have some physical metal in your portfolio because in those, in those situations where the prices of the metals can go are beyond what you can actually fathom. That's right. They are beyond what you can fathom. There is no reason why silver can't go to triple digits and beyond. And we've heard the numbers. We've heard the crazy numbers. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. It values what you, what you get. It's, it's your purchasing power with those assets. What do you think the purchasing power of the Canadian dollar is going to be in three years? There what do you think the purchasing power of the, of the U.S. dollar is going to be in a year, six months? At this pace? At this pace. You have to have something out of that system. You have to have no counterparty risk. You need some physical assets. Remember, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. We still have some physical product. You know, there'll still be some coming online, but the premiums are going to be continually high until the price absolutely takes off. So get involved. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. This is the Real Money Show on AM six forty. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. At Guildhall, we only deal in physical and that's running short. We're seeing some products... Um, Unfortunately, we can't order anymore from wholesalers. Premiums are going up on other products. And uh, across the board, across the industry, there's wait times of up to six weeks to receive products. So we try to get it to the client immediately. We hope that we can continue to do that. If you haven't gotten involved in the market, it's something you should really, really start considering at this time. Um, you know, I don't think you're going to have that many more warning signals to be able to get into this market. And of course, the opportunity in this market is going to be unbelievable. I, one thing I've seen, Jerry, is I've noticed a couple different 
analysts in our market talking about silver having gone to $50 in, in um, uh, 1980, going to $50 in 2011. And look at us today. It's 2022 and silver's sub 20 bucks. The $50 just won't cut it this time. I think we'll go through that like a hot knife through butter. Um, psychologically, it might still be something, but it's just something to consider that what does $20 buy you these days? And where is the silver supply? There's less than, there's what, 2 uh, billion ounces, I believe? 7 plus billion people on the planet. Mm -hmm. It's used in everything from electronics, digital, medical usages, um, you know, Anything in modern life has silver in it, and uh, they're also getting into it for for investment purposes, for mm -hmm. protection purposes. It's just it, I just kind of get gobsmacked at it all of the potential, and I think we lose sight of that a lot of the time when you're just kind of watching the market tick over day to day, but you realize the drawdown in the physical product off of the exchanges and where it's going is so big. Mm -hmm. It's so big. You've got to be thinking about this. You can't just look at the price. You've got to start watching these videos, whether it's like Arcadia Economics or, or Wall Street Silver, um, Kiko, uh, Daniela Cambone on, on um, uh, what's her, uh, what's the, her site? Uh, uh, it'll come to me. Anyway. Slips my mind. There's so many, and they're 15 minutes long. You get, you could get every single major analyst's point of view on all of this, but watching the price is going to get you nowhere. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if you're holding the market and you're feeling frustrated, go watch some of these videos as well, because what's happening right now is so super exciting. 100%. Now, with that said, you can also have it in a, in your RSP, hold it physically allocated. Um, it's yours. It's held in a vault outside the banking system. You know, it's, you don't want to be holding pool account. You don't want to be holding paper. You want to know that you can go to the vault and hold it in your hand and that that's your physical product. No one can touch it. No one has a claim on that, especially at these times. You don't especially. want to be taking any chances like that. Absolutely not. So you have people who come in. They'll take physical delivery. Fantastic. Great. Others might want to put it in their RSP because they've got room there. And what else are you going to put it in? That kind of thing. You know, it's time to start hedging, time to start insurance. It, it, it's transportable as well. Jerry, you've got a great story about a client and transportable wealth. You know, gold is gold and silver are op the, the the pistons, the fundamentals are all operating at the same time. Currency devaluation leads to inflation, supply and demand fundamentals and geopolitical risks. You know, what is money? Money is portable, divisible, durable, scarce and recognizable. It's beyond borders, it's universally accepted. Amazing story, Jeremy, this week for, for me personally. Just the other day, a customer came in, he's in late 20s, 20-year-old, came in, he wanted to buy gold Krugerrands, this historic gold coin. So obviously, my curiosity peaked. So we had, so I asked, you know, how'd you, hear, how'd you hear about this South African coin? So it turns out that his grandmother had sewn gold Krugerrands into her dress before leaving her homeland for Canada. Escaping refugees really don't, they don't have the luxury of making a bank tra transfer from their old bank account to their new one. And in many cases, bank accounts may have already been frozen or the cash they're holding physically is hyperinflating away. And as systems break down and ordinary people try to get, uh, get out from under the, that collapse, gold is the only option that is universally recognized that is physical and easily concealed and carried, just like a natural fancy color diamond. 
The story that, the, that this Krugerrand customer told really uh, just resonated with me, Jeremy, because when all is lost, gold represents this lifeline, a lifesaver that can't be controlled by creditors, shareholders, banks, or the government. Business owners, even those fleeing violence, how many business owners have fled this country in Canada? Uh, so many um, over the past two years. Citizens that aren't willing to obey immoral or illegal government mandates. We can rest a little easier knowing that they have one asset which is outside of the system and untracked. So this, this 20-year-old customer reflected that his grandparents, rather than turning up to Canada impoverished and poor, they were able to sell, get this, an ounce of gold at regular intervals as they found a place here in, in, in Canada, some accommodations set themselves up in a new, just a strange new land that they're living in. They didn't know the language. Now to get through, they sold all but a couple. And now this 20-year-old is trying to replenish the stock that their grandmother brought into the country. Now people fleeing turmoil and starting a life anew, gold is this life raft. As a hard asset, it stands alone in terms of fungibility or tradeability, universally accepted acceptance, stability amid currency turmoil and raging inflation, zero counterparty risk or paper promissory risk, and ease of storage and transferability. It's no surprise that when that these very same attributes are just as valuable to those seeking safety on financial markets and those who are seeking safety for a life in a new land. Money is universal and real money is rare. If that cash that you have in your pocket or your purse or your or your bank account, if it's digital and paper and can be turned off with the click of a switch, it is not money. It's it is not it's a, a store of value. It's a currency. Yeah, can you can you can print the currency, but it's not a store of value. So money just, is a store of value and gold is money. So the amount of people that we met over the course of the last two years, especially Jeremy, amazing stories. And this one I just had to bring to the table. You know, I made some notes as it just reflected over the week, you know, just how important that that uh, that was. And he wants to replenish all of the coins that, as I said, unfortunately, I don't have Krugerrands, but we have Philharmonics, <laughs> some gold fillies. So he bought those and he was just as happy. The number 18778Silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. It was a great story, Jerry. I think, you know, as well, most people are just trying to protect themselves, have that insurance policy for their wealth. And uh, the rain is coming. And you got to have that arc before the rain. And you've got to have that home insurance before the fire. You need that car insurance before the crash. You can't just make that decision after something happens. You need to be prepared ahead of time. So just get started. You can go to the e-store, Guildhall Precious Metals, pick up an ounce or two or gold, maybe a tube of silver maples. Just get started. Get it in your hand. Get a sense of how it works. And then you can move from there. And, you know, I always say that... Uh, comfort breeds confidence. So, you know, get that confidence under your belt. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. More to come on The Real Money Show on AM640. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. 
Uh, before we get into our final thoughts on what we're seeing right now and where the prices are headed and why we believe it's going to be an incredible wealth transfer and an incredible opportunity right now in the precious metals market, and you can feel you can just start to feel it really happening in the markets right now and we knew that the things we knew that the feds and the central banks were going to start to pivot and we're starting to get that talk and we're we're starting to talk about 2023 and how exciting it's going to be in the precious metals market but we've got to be prepared for some turbulence as well so anything can happen but we like the idea of being safe and being out of financial harm's way and Jerry, you know, in the last segment, you were talking about um, a client whose whose grandparents had to leave a country, and they took some portable wealth with them in in terms of gold. And I wanted to just talk about another ultimate private asset, another ultimate form of concentrated wealth, and another asset that has the ultimate form of security, and that's a natural fancy colored diamond. You know, natural fancy colored diamonds. Um, you know, during I'd say 2018-19, they had plateaued. That was really the peak of NFTs and cryptos and market was still going crazy in the stocks. And it was kind of like if you couldn't get a 10% return in a quarter, no one was interested. It was the, the, the outlook people had was completely mm -hmm. short term myopic no one was really thinking long term and then you hit covid and everything shut down no retail sales of any kind and so you know people put their diamonds to the back of the safe and now that that's really in the rearview mirror and inflation has really kicked into a new gear a gear that we've talked about on the show coming for over a decade on the show we see it here, and now you're starting to see, for example, uh, natural fancy colored diamonds are breaking records again at auction. Uh, recently on the show, we talked about a world record for the 11.15 carat Williamson pink star cushion. It it was a it is a fancy, vivid pink and internally flawless. It sold earlier this month in Hong Kong to an American buyer. By the way, there were over 50 bids for this diamond. And uh, the diamond sold for over fifty million dollars. Um, it was estimated to go at twenty-one million. And you kind of just sit back and you say, "Okay, why does someone want to own something like this? And why would they spend this type of money on on an asset of this size, eleven carats, Jerry?" Rarity, Jeremy. Uh, money is rare, and ownership. There is a contrast between two cultures today that is scoffing against ownership. You will own nothing and be happy. Well, if you're contrary to that, you want to own things. You want to own our hard, ass hard assets and put your money to work or to preserve it and concentrate it and keep it for your next generations. There is a lot of families who are very concerned of transferring, transferring wealth to their next generations. And they're looking at things like a hard asset, like a natural fancy colored diamond with gold, with silver, you can do this. This is the ultimate hard asset portfolio. And with rarity, when you come to Guildhall, we take the guesswork out of what is rare and what is not rare. What is investment and what is not an investment grade stone. And at Guildhall, we only aim for the best. We have the best. We have the inventory. Uh, we have a few pink diamonds left, Argyle pinks. Um, and to find out, it's very, very simple. You just pick up the phone, email us, and we set up your diamond discovery session. You come in and you find out 
what clients have done to bring them success in their hard asset portfolio. The this is your moment. This is your time to look into diversifying away from paper and into something that is negatively correlated to the U.S. dollar and will move up in value year over year. It's a beautiful stone. If you're into beauty, if you're into artwork, if you're into hard assets like jewelry and watches, this is an asset class for you, one that will stand the test of time. Yeah, listen, you know, back in 2010, you could have got an intense pink argyle, you know, just over a quarter carat would have run you a little over $20,000. Today, they could be selling as much as $70,000. If you bought something 20 years ago, let's say if you bought a vivid yellow diamond 20 years ago, um, that has easily doubled in value over the years, uh, if not a little bit more. Uh, it's amazing looking back on some of the prices that uh, you could have had these things for 15, 20 years ago. And, you know, the, the outlook is a long term. You know, you may not sell it. You may pass it to someone. But unlike something that just has emotional value, grandma's white diamond, um, you know, white diamonds are luxury items. Luxury items are not necessarily rare. I can walk into any Louis Vuitton store anywhere around the world and buy the exact same thing. Yeah, that's that's luxury. It's not rarity. So this improves the wealth of yourself, your family, and future generations. So it's definitely something to consider. Um, take a look at the website, guildhallwealth.com. Look at some of those uh, diamonds that we have listed there. And um, you know we're happy to continue to educate people on a one-on-one -on -one basis for that market. Let's get back to the metals, shall we? Let's go. Because speaking of uh, improving wealth, Jerry, uh, I think one thing that we have yet to discuss on the show is where the prices are headed. You know, it's just doing a little bit of math on on gold as an example. If you if you bought fifty ounces of gold today, it might run you about one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. If it goes to a ten thousand dollars an ounce, it's up to that's worth five hundred thousand dollars. Now at a sixteen to one ratio, that would put gold that would put silver at six hundred and twenty five dollars. You bought a thousand ounces today for a mere thirty five thousand Canadian, give or take. That would be worth six hundred and twenty-five thousand. So between the two, putting up a hundred and fifty-five thousand, you could have over a million dollars net worth just off of just off of just over a uh, hundred and fifty thousand. Your thoughts? A smart outlay. Um, I'm arguing. If we look at nineteen nineteen eighty. A 2,052 ounces, a measly 2,000 ounces, $60,000, just a little bit over 60000 buys yourself an average house in the United States, in Canada, and many people have a dream of owner ownership. This is the opportunity, especially when we have the threat of, well, the, the, the COMEX threat and the LBMA threat of true price discovery. This is their, this is what the, the ambition of, of the Moscow World Exchange. They want to reveal the true price discovery. They want to end the manipulation. And the way to do that is to drain the COMEX, drain the LBMA to allow true price discovery. How long do we have to wait? You know, it, this can happen immediately. This can happen in six months. This can happen in a year. Yeah, you're not going to wait 10 years. You're not going to wait 10 years. Absolutely not. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. That's it. That's the show. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to all the new clients. Thank you to our old clients. And we can't wait to speak to you here next week on The Real Money Show on AM640. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.